This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Goal Sheet here on Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Bruce, how long have we been doing this? 25 years or so? Seems uh, like on it, the uh, airwaves. Seems like it, Jimmy. And uh, we were young. We're still pretty young. We we started. We were about 14, <laughs> right? We're both 39 now. So yeah, about 25 years. <laughs> There you go. Uh, BC and Rutgers. Uh, Greg Schiano has a, he had a major rebuilding job to do, but he has uh, br- brought them back to somewhat respectability. He's moving in the right direction to take on BC, Boston College, seven and forty-eight. Yeah, remember when they used to play football in the Big East, and uh, these two used to play each other. It's hard to remember the Big East is a football league, and. You know, BC left in what 05 to the ACC, so it's been a while since they played. They have played; they did play a couple of years ago. This used to be sort of an annual rivalry. Uh, interesting here with 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 Shiano, uh, Rutgers has started pretty quick the past two years, and yeah, COVID 2020, they broke quickly that year, and they broke quickly last year before things started to flatten out. I'm not sure they've quite solved the quarterback thing there yet. Uh, Noah Vidral is still there, the ex-Nebraska transfer. This is He's into his sixth year, so he's probably going to take the first snaps. But, but uh, Shiano has come out pretty quick uh, the last couple of years. I think BC is a team to watch here in the ACC if they can keep Phil Jerkovich, their quarterback, healthy, uh, which they couldn't last year. He missed most of the season. I mean, he's the Notre Dame transfer regarded as a potential first-round pick, Jimmy. What worries me a little bit about BC at the start, um, rebuild offensive line. We overstate that somewhat in the terms of returning starters and all, but we talked to some people back there, and Coach Halfley is a little bit concerned it will take the line a little bit of time uh, to coagulate. We know Shiano's defense is going to put pressure on Yurkovic, so he's going to have to use all of his stuff. He's going to have to run tonight. He can't move in the pocket, but he's going to have to tonight because Shiano's going to bring some pressure at him. Recent series history, or recent team history, uh, to me at least, suggests Shiano might be worth a look here, Jimmy. Uh, plus the points, he started quickly, like we said, and I'm not sure where BC's at quite yet uh, as they try to uh, get recover after missing Yurkovic for much of last year. We're going to lean to Rutgers here. We had a BC by two uh, in the gold sheet. Uh, close game. Uh, let's update the score forecasted here. 26-24 BC. So let's take Rutgers plus the points in uh, this one at Chestnut Hill. All right, that went early on the ACC network. Uh, on ESPN, uh, NC State 9-3 and three last year. In uh, the two losses, uh, 31-30 at Miami, 45-42 at Wake Forest. Uh, Leary is back. Leary is back 
as a quarterback for the uh, the NC State Wolfpack. 35 TDs in only five interceptions. Uh, a lot expected of this NC State team this year. But uh, going into uh, East Carolina, a little bit of a, a hostile place to play uh, in their uh, in their crosstown their cross state rival. Hornets nest, and uh, the last time NC State came in here at loss, it was back in 2016. You know, East Carolina had a pretty good record against ACC teams the last uh, decade. Uh, they really f- get fired up, and they don't get the ACC teams too often coming in here to Doughty Ficklin in Greenville. They had a six-game winning streak against ACC teams up to a few years ago. They lost the rematch in Raleigh uh, in 2019, but here they get them in Greenville again. You're right, NC State's getting a lot of hype. A lot of people think they could win that half of the ACC. They're still mad in Raleigh because UCLA pulled out of that bowl game. Uh, the day of the game in San Diego last December, and that denied NC State a chance to win its 10th game of the season. You mentioned Devin Leary. You know, you talk to people back there. They think he should get some Heisman consideration, and maybe he's in that others category, uh, maybe beneath the top tier, but certainly his credentials are there, 35 TDs, uh, five picks, as you mentioned last year. And uh, they they do have a little bit of reloading to do. Uh, uh, Coach Dorn has got to find some new running backs. Offensive line, a little bit of adjustment there. One of the, in the top linemen was a top five pick in the NFL draft last year. East Carolina is a little scary. They have been getting better every year uh, for Mike Houston. Remember, he won a FCS championship at James Madison. They, too, had their bowl game canceled last year. Uh, they're supposed to play BC in the Military Bowl at Annapolis. Holden Aylers, left-handed quarterback. He's sort of like a Tim Tebow light sort of. He's a big kid. Jarring runner, hard throw. He reminds me a little bit more of Bobby Douglas. Remember him long ago out of Kansas sure. and, and with the Bears. Um, but they've been getting better, and they covered five of their last six as a dog last year. The one they didn't was against Cincinnati, and they were sort of hanging around in that game until a blocked field goal went and boomerang the other way in the fourth quarter. Bottom line is this is this is going to be a very tough test here for NC State, which wasn't quite as formidable against the number on the road last year. And I think ECU is going to hang in there all the way, plus the points. Uh, they're worth a look here. We had a 28-26 Wolfpack in the gold sheet, but I, I don't know that they cover this number here. I'd much rather take the Pirates. Very live dog with a veteran quarterback. That's a good combination. Yeah, it was a short field goal attempt for the Pirates, a block, scoop, and score for uh, Cincinnati that blew that game open. That was a close last game of the regular season. Speaking of last games, last game at Atlanta's Fulton County Stadium, Jeff Blake. And the Pirates overcame a 17-point yes. deficit against NC State in the Peach Bowl well. uh, to win that one yeah. by one point. Then uh, Bill Lewis's team finished in a top 10 that year. Georgia and Oregon, oh, it takes the not-so-neutral uh, site game uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You toured that facility uh, where we're at SEC Media Days. Georgia, 17-point favorites over Oregon. Uh, this is a lot of points here. Uh, national championship hangover. First time in 41 years that they've won a national title since Herschel Walker was a freshman. They got raided, I mean, gutted well, through the draft. I mean, historical uh, draft for the Georgia Bulldogs. But Kirby has recruited. He's recruited well. So we'll have to see Stetson Bennett uh, in the Georgia Bulldogs. Big 17-point favorites. Boy, uh, your boy Bo, Bo, Bo Nix just can't get away from this Georgia defense. Played him every year uh, at Auburn. Now he'll go against them here, the transfer from Auburn. This one's on ABC at 
Yeah, boy, that's a big bite there for Georgia to have to cover this number. And more connections here. Dan Lanning, the new Oregon coach, of course, he was Kirby's defensive coordinator last year. So he's certainly familiar with uh, Georgia. And likewise, Georgia's familiar with him. Uh, but it, this is his first go as a head uh, coach. Will Muschamp, by the way, is the new defensive coordinator. Uh, he's been around the block a few times, but uh, he's an accomplished coordinator. And I think, uh, uh, Jimmy, when we talk about what Kirby's doing right now, um, with Georgia, I think it's sort of Saban-like. Uh, they, they really do reload right now. And the people we talk to down there seem to think this next on the assembly line there, they won't have that much trouble replacing the guys who were there last year on that defense, which was a, a historic and a generational defense. And all these guys are into the NFL now. But they don't think there's going to be a lot of a drop-off. And there's a lot of confidence in Muschamp. The question I have, and, and Bennett, I thought, passed most every test last year that he had to. I think he's a gamer, a lot of savvy. I wouldn't say that about Bo Nix the other way. And we've been waiting. I mean, remember that first game, which was actually against Oregon when he was at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I think that was the highlight of his career a few years ago. I maintain that Nix was the reason, main reason Gus Malzahn got fired at Auburn when he preferred Nix to Malik Willis, and then everybody at Auburn saw how well Willis did at Liberty. Uh, in his, he started three times against Georgia in his career. He's only averaging 10 points per game. His offense is against uh, Kirby's defenses, so it hasn't worked too well for Knicks. I don't know that bringing Kenny Dillingham, who was his coach at Auburn, with him to uh, Oregon as Atlantic's new offensive uh, coordinator, I, I don't know that that combination is going to work against Georgia. I'm, I have not been that impressed with, with Knicks. And, I, you know, Lanning, listen, at the end of last season, Oregon slowed down a lot, and they took some real beatings at the hands of Utah and against Oklahoma in the bowl game. Uh, so I'm not sure where Oregon's quite at here. We're going to lay the points here, reluctantly so. It's a big price. We had a 34-13 Georgia. Let's make Knicks do something. I know what Bennett can do. I don't think Georgia's going to drop off that much this year. Like you said, it's in their backyard, and in Atlanta, in Mercedes-Benz. And I think a lot of questions here. First game for Lanning as a coach, Bo Nix. I'm not buying on Oregon. We're going to lean to Georgia a bit here. I'll have to uh, defer to uh, Bruce to see uh, which trip is uh, longer, uh, from Eugene to Atlanta or from Salt Lake City to Gainesville because another Pac-12 team making a long flight uh, to an uh, SEC against an SEC opponent. Uh, this one is on prime time, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Utah is up to a three-point favorite right now in 51 over Florida. Three mistakes to start the season as far as quarterback selection, and that was Tennessee with Milton over Hooker. That That's not even close. Uh, the other one was uh, De'Ara King instead of uh, Van Dyke. Van Dyke's going to be a first-round pick. De'Ara King is uh, going to be out of football. And then Utah and Kyle Whittingham, he doesn't mess up often, but Charlie Brewer was not the uh, not the guy. Cameron Rising completely outplayed him, cost him a couple of games, and maybe 12-1 Utah, Pac-12 champion, or undefeated Cincinnati. That would have been an interesting decision for the selection committee last year. Utah's got to win this one uh, to have a chance. Maybe Whittingham's best team. They're talking like that, and you're right about rising. I mean, they really – Utah had a little bit of a bumpy start last year. They lost that game to BYU. They had some trouble with San Diego State. But uh, rising comes in, and then, then everything starts to click. Um, and we saw that big play potential. Now, Britton Colby, who was a really good big play threat, uh, is off to the NFL this year, so they might miss him a little bit. But you're right. Whittingham has had a lot of really good teams at Salt Lake City, and this is um, – they think this might be his best. Interesting connection here. Remember, Urban Meyer left Utah for Florida 
after 2004. And remember, Whittingham was promoted to take the job at Utah. He was Urban's defensive coordinator uh, when Meyer left. Uh, so there is a little past connection way back from, with Utah and Florida. Speaking about coaches, Billy Napier makes his debut uh, in Gainesville. There's a lot of people who believe that this might be the one Nick Saban disciple who is most like Saban. I, mean, I guess it could be good or bad, but uh, they're thinking it could be good. Now, I know Kirby has done awfully well at Georgia, but they think mannerisms and, and all that. Napier is pretty similar to, to Saban. He picked his spot. He had a chance to leave Louisiana Lafayette, ooh la la, whenever he wanted the last couple of years, but he and Jimmy Sexton found this spot for him, and they think it's going to work. You mentioned Richardson there. That was a mistake Dan Mullen made last year. From what we hear, they're really raving about Richardson down there. They think he can do everything that Napier wants him to do for this offense, and they expect a big year from him. But there's a few questions, though, on the on the Florida side. It unraveled so badly last year in the second half of the season with Mullen, and then he was out before the bowl game. So Napier's got to put things back together. I think this is going to end up being a pretty good hire uh, for, for Florida, but in this spot here, might prefer the little bit more of a known quantity, and that's on the Utah side. They traveled pretty well last year, and you mentioned rising at quarterback. Uh, he's good. So we lean a little bit here to the Utes. We had a 30-23 Utah on the gold sheet, so we're going to lean a little bit that way, but this is a little tricky, so I'd uh, watch it carefully. Eugene to Atlanta, 200 miles farther than Salt Lake City to uh, Gainesville for what it's worth. Thank you, Max. We appreciate that. Um, little Nicky, you're taking on Utah State, the uh, Crimson Tide. They're a down season for the Crimson Tide last year, in his words. And, well, they've won national championships uh, with mediocre at best quarterbacks. Now they have a star at quarterback in Bryce Young. They're 41 and a half in 62 over the Mountain West Conference champion, Utah State Aggies. Yeah, you know, you're, you're right. And, and uh, you know, Saban, only he could use losing in the national title game uh, to fuel his team by saying you, you, you failed last year. And in the past, that's worked. I mean, he'll use that to prod these guys all season long. And, and I mean, you look at the potential draft board in the NFL next year, you got all these uh, – it's like 10 guys are from Alabama if they all, if they come out. Um, so, obviously, he's loaded again. You mentioned Bryce Young. They're, they're going to be Alabama again. But this that's the, that's the thing here. Uh, let's mention something. Because the one-point spread rule in which Saban has had some problems across the last decade has been as a non-conference favorite here in Tuscaloosa. He's only 10-17-1 versus the spread since 2011 in that role. Now, he's laying a lot of points in a lot of those games, uh, and that's the case again here. Uh, so there's no real mystery if he's going to win or not, but can you cover these sorts of numbers? And generally, he hasn't been. This number popped up some uh, last week, Jimmy, after Utah State was having some trouble unexpectedly with UConn. Uh, and it felt got hit with a couple of haymakers early with Carter with a couple of those long runs. Utah State gradually took control of that game. Uh, they were very happy. Logan Bonner, their quarterback, who got hurt in the bowl game last year, was back. They gained almost 550 yards, pretty much split run and pass last week. So they straightened out in time. Remember, they were looking ahead here to Alabama. And Coach Blake Anderson last year, listen, they went into the Pac-12 they won a game at Washington State. They beat Oregon State in the bowl game. They won the Mountain West, like you said. Uh, Anderson's been a pretty good underdog coach in his career. And speaking of look-aheads here, you know, Alabama does have that game with Texas next week. That is already generating a lot of buzz. They got commercials on it for TV. 
So I think uh, even though Saban has generally started good in these sorts of um, uh, season openers, oftentimes they're, they're neutral site like bowl games. Uh, they rarely get a chance to start a season here in Tuscaloosa. So I think this is going to be pretty interesting to, if, he, if he can cover this number. They'll win, but that is just too bloody many points. 45-14 Alabama, our updated score forecast. And even at that blowout win, that's not close to covering this number. Utah State's not that bad. I think they'll hang around and stay within that way overinflated price. Bruce, any other up from the group of five? And so the smaller conferences that stick out to you this week one. Well, um, I think after watching Hawaii play last week or attempt to play against Vanderbilt um, and the, the the thought is let's just go against these guys until further notice. I mean that was embarrassing last week, and you know just because they hated Todd Graham, the old coach, he could coach, and you like Timmy Chang, the new coach, because he's a hero from his playing days there. But we're not sure he can coach. That team looks so disorganized last week. Western Kentucky, listen, they beat Austin P. I think the Govs are probably a lot better than Hawaii right now. So you got to lay points with Western Kentucky. I'd do it. Let's just go against Hawaii until they show they're an actual college team. And there are some questions right now if they are that much. So I'd lay it with Western Kentucky. Bruce, that's, I can't kill Chang just yet. I mean, that was a tough situation he is inheriting. And, I mean, it is – it was bad. I mean, they, they, everybody left. I mean, that's oh, I that's know. one thing for Brian Kelly at LSU or Billy Napier at Florida to try yeah. and use the transfer portal. I mean, getting, getting kids, you know, that, that late in the game to go to Hawaii to be a part of that program is a, it's a totally different challenge. It's, and, a, it's a different – yeah, I mean, but that's what he's going to have this year. I mean, this is a new team. Oh, uh, so okay. they, they don't have any players. And uh, they, they just – they looked disorganized last week too, and that's the thing that really bothered me. West Virginia – I'm sorry, Hawaii, um, Wyoming, and uh, Nevada. All depleted rosters, defections, transfer portal, and things like that. Coaches leaving, uh, whether it's taking a new job or being ousted or going through the, you know, the, the political uh, chambers and things like that. But they were, they were all bad. They were all bad, and it showed uh, last week. Nevada somehow, well, plus five turnover uh, margin, uh, got the cover, but that's it. Who is a team that did not play in week zero that has the most depleted roster this week that's playing for the first time before the odds makers really adjust like they have against Nevada, Wyoming, and Hawaii? Well, I got I've got to look at that a little bit more, uh, Jimmy, to see who that might be. But I mean, I mean, there's some out there that that really are, um, and you know, and you know, new situations coming in. Uh, you've just got to watch these some of these new coaches coming in with situations like that. Those are a couple. You you mentioned Nevada again. At least they looked a little bit organized last week, though, and that was sort of the problem that we had uh, with uh, uh, you know with with Hawaii last week. Um, so. That's the situation. Uh, that's the situation there. I'd wonder, you know, if Miami Ohio is going to be able to hang around with Kentucky too. Uh, this is going to be a tough spot for Miami O here against a very solid SEC team. So uh, that might be a side to look against okay. as well. All right, uh, Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Gold Sheet. We're talking college football each and every week. I'm Jimmy Ott, Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.